Did everybody make out okay, water-wise? I had a tree removed from my roof today. Oh my God. Ooh. Structural damage? Most likely. Uh, I mean, the tornado literally touched down in my backyard. Wow. It's amazing how focused it was in that trees were uprooted and thrown around. Yeah. And yet I had some mums that I bought at Lowe's, you know, on our back table. Yeah. Didn't move. They didn't move. Oh, my God. What if the tornado planted them for you? It was like, I'll do it. I was like, I was like, should I even plant these things now? I have a tree all over. Like, wouldn't it be funny to just plant three mums in my front yard? In place of the tree. (laughs) Mums are hardy. How old was the tree? I don't know how old it was, but the crane, um, you know, they they got weights and whatnot. Yeah. 10,200 pounds. Wow. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Five tons of tree fell on my roof. They take it all? Do you guys have a fireplace? Like, will you keep any of it or they take it all out? They left a few leaves. You know, they don't do that thorough of a job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, literally right now, they just removed the tree. I mean, I still have a hole in the roof. The roofer's coming over to the tarp it tomorrow. Obviously, we have got clear skies from here on out, yeah. but we're, we're at the in-laws. We came here last night. Power went out. And uh, my, my worry is the, the water damage as the rain and the hole in the attic, you know? Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're safe, we're good, we're 10 minutes away, and it could have been a lot worse. But, yeah, a 10,000 pound, I mean, everybody, like, even the tree guys were like, wow. <laughs> it's a shame when you're impressing the tree guys. That's yeah. not, not, not the people you want to impress. Yeah, exactly. We just, you know, emptied the fridges and all that stuff. But, um, again, we're, we're good. You know, I mean, it's just one of those, it, it's funny, you know, the neighbors you don't talk to, uh, everybody comes out of the woodwork to help, and right. the tornado literally touched down right through my cul-de-sac, and uh, it's just intense. I mean, the kids were free. It's it's intense to see what can happen in three minutes. Yeah. Did you go to the base? Were you, where were you we, in the house? Did, I did, I did um, you know, I was cooking dinner and got the warning on the phone and just was like, yeah. You know, I've gotten them before and never did anything and um, was just like, let's go watch TV in the basement. And, uh, you know, little one got freaked out a little bit, but I was like, you know, we're good. We're just, why don't we just. Nothing is going to happen. Sit this one out. We'll just sit this one out. Yeah. And then it it was almost more traumatic to come up and see what had taken place in, you know, 13 minutes. You had lied about what was going to happen, you know. (laughs) Oh my goodness! That, that we'll be safe and we'll be down here, and you know, <laughs> got got Amory off her phone call and you know, Zoom call, and was like, "Hun, let's 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 take a let's take a breather here." Right. And um, yeah, I mean, just it, it's insane. Just like chopsticks, the trees were like ripped, going all different directions. It's a whole thing, but you know, more than one came down on your property, right, Ian? But just only one hit the house. One hit the house. There's three in the backyard. I mean, we're you know. 100-year-old trees. Yeah. Are you going to sell the house? No, but my neighbor in front of me has been working around the clock. The older guy, heart problems. They put their house on the market that morning. Oof. Oh, man. That's... Something happened? Oh, something happened. He And I still think he could sell it as is. In, in our neighborhood, in this time, in this yeah. climate right now, right, somebody right, can right. Buy, buy a house with a tree on the roof. Yeah. Um. It's a tree, we'll a tree house. We'll take it. The odds of another tornado hitting the house are well. That's, that's zero. Well, 
you know, now, now here we are at climate change. And I was joking around actually with, with Steve this morning, like, you know, now the insurance companies will say, well, the EPA's new report is that it's all man-made, so it's no longer an act of God. <laughs> well, but in fairness, God is also man-made, so you're fine. Oh, well, look at that. Yeah. Ooh, that, that, that. That report has yet to come out. Hey, this is Steve with the Punch Out Podcast. With me on this episode are Ian O'Shea. Steve. Jesse Preisendorfer. Hey, Steve. Dave Jadico. Hey, Steve. And our storyteller is Kevin Reagan. Hello, Kevin. Hey, guys. Hey. How are you? Good. I like that you started the show with my stupid atheist joke. So, <laughs> Is it a joke? <laughs> no, not to me it's not. But I will play it off that way so people aren't like that heathen. that's what you're worried about yeah not really not not our listener (laughs) no that listener doesn't mind so i have a question for all of you uh what do you all know of potato guns or more appropriately potato cannons are we going around each one of us is this an irish joke no no have you ever heard of a potato cannon i've heard of them and i don't know enough about them to know how they're powered Mm mm-hmm and to also, I just was never interested in one. Okay. Not a daring fella, Steve. That's fine. No, I mean, we did some stuff, but I, that seemed like, well, that, that seemed like it could do some real damage. Yeah. Uh, Ian, speaking of real damage, uh, what do you know of potato guns? I'm aware of their existence. Yeah. I'm also uh, familiar with potatoes being able to uh, power clocks. Ooh. Um, okay. Is that, that is true. And from what I've gathered from my research, apparently they grow on Mars. Hmm. Oh, okay. Jesse, you shook your head. What do you know of uh, potato guns or more appropriately potato cannons? Um, I believe they're powered by CO2 cartridges and they won't just put your eye out. They'll take your head off. That's a fair point. And Dave, Dave is almost the resident scientist, although Ian has the science corner. Dave, what do you know of potato cannons and or guns? Well, I think I might've just learned something. I, from what I understand, they're made out of pipes that you can fit a potato you know, snugly into. And I was under the impression it was compressed air, but uh, Jesse saying CO2 cartridges makes me think that's maybe that's where that comes from. Aren't CO2 cartridges, isn't that compressed air? It is, yeah. I, was, I, I thought maybe the source came from like an air compressor, you know, yeah. like the kind you would use in an auto body shop. Your nail you know, uh, like pneumatic. Yeah, yeah, like a pneumatic uh, tool. Yeah. If we're to go by YouTube, I, I believe the people that have access to air compressors are also those that invent tubes with things that launch things. Yeah, I think so. But but I think Jesse's right. They have a, you know, there's a lot of force uh, because I guess you jam the potato in there, and it takes a lot to get it out. So yeah, that's all. That's what I know about them too. And also, like you, you called it a cannon, and I never heard that. But yeah. then I think maybe if I've seen a picture of it, it's not like a gun that you would hold in your hand. It's something that yeah. you have to kind of like jam into like some cinder blocks. Like a bazooka. That it's very much like a bazooka. bazooka. Yeah, or like a bazooka. Yep. Yeah, or a mortar. Yeah. So I'm just going to read this very quickly off of Wikipedia. Um, it does say a potato cannon. They call it a cannon. Potato cannon is a pipe-based cannon, as Dave said, pipes, uh, which uses air pressure, so pneumatic, or combustion of a flammable gas, such as aerosol or propane. Mm-hmm. 
I will mention this, since Wikipedia does as well, that it mentions that they are dangerous and result in life-threatening injuries, including cranial fractures, enucleation, which I had to look up earlier today. If you don't know what that means, it means losing an eye. Enucleation is specifically about the loss of an eye? Losing an eye. Enucleation means losing an eye. Is it an E, an e or an I? E or an I? E. It's an I. No, it's yeah, not. It's an, it's an E is the spelling, but yeah, losing an eye. Got it. The letter E. I wonder if you lose both eyes. Yeah. Is there like a Latin adjustment that we can make to that word? To... Binucleation. Oh, binucleation. There you go. B. Binucleation. You know what? It does go on to say, and blindness, if a person is hit. Oh, well, so that's, I guess that's, just blindness. It's if just you lose two of them, it's blindness. Uh, okay. yeah, that makes more sense. That's, that's fair. We've learned that from Shakespeare. Yeah. So, great. I just wanted to ask you guys that question. We'll circle back to that in right. a little bit. So, anyways, here's my story. One, one thing that came to mind was I think maybe if I'd seen one of these used before, yeah. somebody used a propellant from an aerosol can. Yes. And then ignited it. That, to yeah. me, now, now that, that does ring a bell. How? Like, into the pipe? Could this, could this be Dave's Columbo corner? Uh, yeah, right. Uh, I think MacGyver. One, one, you know MacGyver? One more thing. One more thing before I go. Speaking of enucleation. Uh, right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what? The fact that Dave did that with his eye is amazing, even though this is not a visual podcast. That's fantastic, dude. And ne next time I'm in a scene with you, I'm going to pimp out Peter Falk. Right. And enucleation. Mm -hmm. You're right. So, okay, check that off. Write that down. Make a little rest. So you... It's in there. Can we get a suggestion like enucleation or Columbo? Well, can we get a suggestion of a face injury to one of your organs on your face and a, a 1970s trench coated sergeant detective? Yeah. yeah. So when I was young, I played baseball. I think we've all talked about baseball on the podcast. We're talking full head of hair. Full head, yeah. Full. Did not know what to do with it. Gorgeous. Feathered? Are we feathered? It was point? feathered. Definitely not gorgeous. Like, I literally didn't. It was very Harry Potter esque. I'm reading Harry Potter to my daughter now, and he's always got it everywhere. It doesn't comb it. That's how my hair was. And where were you with the whole God existing thing at that point? Oh, I was 100% in, yeah. All in at that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Catholic school. Are we talking you're, you're getting jugs left and right? We didn't have jugs when I was in school. I'd never heard it until this podcast. Uh, wait, Ian, do you mean jugs or jugs? I was referring to jugs, the uh, the the punishment that nuns give. Oh, I thought you meant jugs as boobs. <laughs> yeah, that's you don't say that. I'd like to break in here. Are we are we now talking about boobs? I think so. I think we've pivoted again okay. on the podcast, which might get you a jug. <laughs> is it justice under God? Right? Isn't that what that is? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I, I I had my fair share of getting in trouble, but they didn't call it justice under God. But um, this is summertime. I mean, we were still going to church on Sundays, but in summer we'd play baseball and there was no, you know. No nuns. Yeah, no nuns. If you saw a nun in the summer, something was severely wrong. Yeah. Zero jugs. Zero, Zero jugs. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that's the picture I'll use, by the way, for the thumbnail of the episode. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll splice in Dave doing the eye and Ian doing the jugs. <laughs> Jugs, great, awesome. <laughs> so good to see you, Jess. Yep, that's, that's our next punch-up T-shirt. Yep, <laughs> Jesse, can you work on that design? Sign me up for exactly none. <laughs> so I played 
when I first started playing baseball, I played second Ooh, base. Are you gonna, uh, I was going to, I was going to guess. So too late. You said it. You said I it. I did. Up. I did. I think we did this though. I'm fairly certain we've done this before. Have we not? And I yeah, you told you told a baseball story. Yeah, I told a story about my dad uh, forgetting to pick me up when I was playing. That's right. Yeah, it explained a great deal about you. More about my dad, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it had a lot more to do with you. <laughs> That's right. He was at, he was at a party. Yeah, not me. I was at a baseball game. No, your dad was. Yeah. I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. Listen, dude, I get it now. You've all known me for 10 years now. Jesse, slightly more, but you've all known me for 10 years. So do you get it? Do you? I get the, the, the dad, the dad part. part. Yeah. Being being at a party and being like, oh, motherfucker, baseball practice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am killing this party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who wants me to leave? Raise your hand if you want me to leave. <laughs> no. Not no. Hands. This guy. <laughs> kids have uber and cell phones now they'll be fine it's totally right. fine so uh when i first started playing after the t went away i was a catcher i would catch tough position but not i mean back then it really wasn't because the ball barely gets to you the coaches are basically doing all the work you're basic you're essentially a backstop and before i told this story i looked up catcher and synonyms for the position because i was just curious is there another wait can we can we guess yeah please do chunky mm -hmm. that's a good one hefty also yep anyone are we insulting people who are catchers or are we coming up with other names for the position oh, we're just addressing movies we've seen oh. well, yeah i also was catcher when i played uh for a couple of years it also usually was like whoever wasn't very mobile in the field yeah, maybe not a fast runner because the catcher didn't have to run. But typically, I mean, that's also the the, the quarterback and the most talented guy on the field. But not at that age. Not right. not when you're that young because you're not yeah. telling the pitcher what pitches to throw. Sure, you're just lucky if the pitcher gets it to you. Yeah, and no one's yeah. stealing yet. Yeah, barely. No, they weren't allowed actually. I think. Maybe. I will say this: I looked on Google for synonyms, and this is what they listed: catcher, catcher. Captor, alcoholic, and backstop. Alcoholic? So, I don't know why. I do not know why. I mean, backstop is the only one that makes sense, but I was looking for just a straight-up synonym for the position of catcher, and alcoholic came up, and I thought, okay, that is possibly right. I didn't do the math on it, but... So, when I was about 10 years old, I was catching, and I specifically remember catching... This is... It was actually getting a little bit older. I was probably about 11. Did you like this position or was it? I did. I loved it. Was it one step up from right field? No, no, no. Because you're always involved. You're in every play. Yeah. You got all the equipment. You got the gear. You're, it's like armor. You're wearing yeah. like the, the leg pads. That always looked like a pain in the ass to me. Like if you're on the bench, you have to decide if you're going to bat that inning or should I start putting my gear on? Yeah. No, that's part of the coolness because you're like, you have it half on. You know, it's like you have some of it on and. Right. Yeah, it makes you look like you're more involved, really. Catcher's the smartest guy on the field because he calls the plays. Right. He can see Again, everything. Not when you're 10. Not yeah. then. When you're 10, the catcher is like, it, you're basically the team. Jesse, when that, when that came around, Kevin was moved to second base. Right. <laughs> That's probably true. Once you started throwing down fingers. Right. I started throwing down middle fingers and like, move that kid out of here. Yeah. No, I, I mean, to your point too, Dave, I, it's one of the things I love to this day about professional baseball. You know, we see uh, JT Ramuto and 
if he hits, if he makes the last out, he goes to put all the equipment on, and then the backup catcher or someone else will come out to start warming up the pitcher. And I've always just found that so charming that, like, that guy's so important. He's got, like, a whole different, you know, set of wardrobe. He's got an understudy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing cooler than, and I remember this happened once, pop-up foul ball. Ooh, flipping off that helmet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the move, you know, you grab it under the chin and you flip it off and you just yeah. go. You flip it off, but you hold it until you know exactly where the ball is going to be and then you toss it to the side because they don't want to step on it. You don't want to fall. Point. Drop it. Yeah. Nobody yeah. ever taught me that. Yeah. yeah. Again, none of this happens at 10. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, the foul ball goes up and the catcher watches it come down and that's it. Yeah. 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 You know, no kid owns any of the equipment either. So you're wearing, it's in that bag. Like there's that duffel bag that is part of the team. You know, it's got like balls in the bottom. It's got the catcher's mitt because you don't even have a catcher's mitt. It's got a tremendous amount of equipment and it's about a foot in diameter. Like that army bag. It was like a Yeah. Like there's likely a a fifth of whiskey in the bottom of the bag. (laughs) Probably. And it's canvas and one of the handles is broken off and the zipper doesn't go all the way up. Yep. Yeah. I think the zipper is just completely gone. On ours, the zipper was gone. The teeth were there, but the zipper was gone. So you just flap the flap. Depending on the coach, there might be a used condom. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Home run. Not in girls' softball. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say, in my times, I uh, never saw that. However, I do remember, and I, this was you know, part of my story, but as we're talking about it, there was the communal cup that was in there. Oh. So... Not in girls' softball. Oh, for the catcher. <laughs> yeah, for the catcher, because no other kid is wearing a cup, and you're like, what's this? Oh, I guess it's part of the equipment, and you just stick it right down your pants, because you're like, guess that's what you do when you're 10 or 11 years old. Yeah. And then you clean it off, and you put it back when you're done with it, right? Mm, I mean, you wipe it off, maybe. Throw some dirt on it. <laughs> so, I, I have a real serious question about that. Yeah. So, do you stick it between your underpants and your uniform or is it between you and your underpants so i mean like when i was playing when i was older obviously i had i had a a strap that you're wearing underneath but the cup when i was a kid i didn't know the answer to that jesse so i actually stuck it in front on top of my underpants in the pants but the pants were too loose and it would slip down the pant leg (laughs) so then i got wise and said oh i should put it under the underpants so that's what I did. I can't speak to everybody. <laughs> I think I remember doing that too. Yeah. Not not being able to discuss this with the coach. Nobody says anything. They you just, just did it. Yeah. Just yeah. hand you a cup with pubic hair on it. <laughs> I oh, used that cup for yet. four weeks and I was like, it's got holes in it. It's not holding the water, but what the hell? I still think <laughs> yeah. they do. Amongst the community equipment as well were the knee pads, the. Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say shin guards, but. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's shin. It's it's from it, it covers. There's a pad, a flap for the foot, all the way up the shin, yes. and a, and a, and the knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although when I when I played, the foot didn't have a no no foot. Yeah. yeah, they didn't care about feet back then. I yeah, I don't think we did either. But also because all kids are in different shapes and sizes, and again, it's communal. That that makes sense to not have the foot because it limits how you can wear it anyhow. So ours had, I remember the shin and I remember the knee and I remember the knee would have padding, 
But I played in probably about 1985, and the shin guard was probably from about 73-ish, so there was no padding left on the actual knee itself. Right, right. I still remember what the, the clips looked like. Oh, yeah. They were like triangular shape that went onto like a little hook. Yeah. Until they broke, and then you had to tie them together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. And right. one would hang off. It was very <laughs> sandlot. Jesse, did we play together in Eastside Little League? I feel like we did not, good. but my league had uh, similar, you know, funding issues. Yes, you that's exactly so. what it is. Did you did you play hardball, Jess? Nope, I wasn't allowed. I was too. Uh, I was three years too old for that. Okay. Okay. Or I'd have been playing now. I'd still be playing. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I caught for a kid named Dan Ford, and a baseball name. That's yeah. a good pitcher's name. Yeah. 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 He was, he was excellent. He was 11 years old and he had movement to his pitches. Like he was one of those kids that had nothing to do with me and honestly nothing to do with our coach. He was working with like his dad and like older people that were teaching him, which they say you shouldn't throw curveballs until I think you're 14 because it messes with the arm. But this kid was amazing. And like he went on to play in high school and was college. He, was he the one kid who was like lifting weights and like drinking milk and shaving? He was the Kelly Leak of of the team, uh -huh. without a doubt. So uh -huh. I don't know if he was lifting weights, but he definitely had like Harley Davidson. So he was, he was, smoking, he was smoking cigarettes. Yeah, no, this kid was. I, I think his dad would have beat him. Like he was one of those people that it felt like they were like grooming him to go on to professional. His baby Tiger Woods. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They couldn't afford college. Well, I no, I saw their house, and they could definitely afford college. <laughs> oh, so they just expected everything. They had it all. They just yeah. didn't want to spend the money on that. Right. Yeah, why should they when someone other sucker can? Right. <laughs> Cocaine was really cheap then. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was everywhere in 85? Hell yeah. That I forgot to mention, that was in the bag as well. Right. So Dan could throw a ball and it would just disappear at like the last second. And I can remember on multiple occasions getting hit in the knee mm. with no padding because mm. it was like a piece of plastic that was on my knee. So it was just like concussive and it would just hit and make it like that much worse. And you didn't know what he was throwing. You no, were throwing no. signals. So yeah, he was weren't expecting it to in that moment. Yep. You, just, you, you, were, were, you were catching like this. Yeah. Uh, Ian is making a scary face behind his two hands in front of it. Yeah. He's hiding behind his glove. Yeah. It's funny is that not only did the batter not know where the ball was going, neither did the catcher. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knew where it was going. Well, right. and that's the thing. Like, enough balls that get passed or hit the ground or whatever, the umpire starts to get pissed off at you, too. And it's like, right. what, what do you want from me? I'm 11. They only have, like, six balls or five balls for the entire game, so you got to start chasing them down. Yeah. Were you telling the umpire to check your pitcher's birth certificate? <laughs> yes, all the time. Would Dan get pissed at you if you if you flubbed too many of them? No, he that was the thing. He was awesome. He was such a nice kid. So no, he never ever gave me any kind of crap or anything. I do kind of remember like feeling like people were giving me crap, but I never remember anybody actually doing that. Cause again, we were little kids. Like we were, we were little kids on kind of like the precipice of getting yeah. to the point where you're supposed to be better. So I would take it to the knee. I, on more than one occasion would kind of fall over and cry. Cause it was like painful. 
So it wasn't long after that that I did graduate to second base and center field and first base. And, and I, again, I was a very good fielder. I was never a great hitter. But I gave up playing catcher. And as I got older, I always regretted it because I love baseball. You know, we were talking about quarterbacking the game, and I've always been a very big fan of it. So it would be years later that I would start to kind of get back into catching. I never caught ever again on any team I played on because I played on a softball team. And to Dave's point, there was no stealing. So the catcher was really where you put the person that you used when the ninth person couldn't come. So you called a friend and you're like, you can just be the catcher, which you just stand there and don't do anything. Just get hit by the ball. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to do that. In slow pitch, all you do is wear a mask. Yep. You want to protect against foul tips, but the rest of it's just bending over and picking up the ball every time. Yeah, if if you even have to do that. And there's rarely a play at the plate, and most of the time your uh, pitcher is way, like, super athletic, so they're going to cover every play at the plate anyhow. So the catcher in softball, and I, I, again, if you're a softball catcher out there listening to this. If I'm you're not slow to... pitch. Now, fast pitch is just like baseball. Right. Stealing and all that stuff. Yeah. I imagine you have to be pretty social though, because you're talking to all the batters as they come up. So chatting them up. Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah Kev, did, you, did you did you have game in that area? I mean, I late... like listen, buddy. I have no idea where this ball's going. Oh yeah, seriously. My you knees are way. killing me. Yeah, Ford's Ford's got junk. Please hit this ball because yeah. I don't want it to hit me. Yeah. And if you don't hit it, at least pick it up and throw it back. To the pitcher for me. Yeah, because I I'm 10 years old and my right knee is shot. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm wearing chafing a, down below. Yeah, I'm wearing a cup that nine of us have worn. So. I'm wearing my coach's dad's cup. <laughs> I'm wearing the cup. <laughs> it it goes between the two teams. I think yeah, I think my dad got either. this off a Ruski in World in War II. Between the top and the bottom of the inning. Yeah, that's the you, you change it over. They, they look at the lineup card and you and they hand you a, one singular cup. But you know what, Ian? Now that you say that about talking up the the hitters, I wonder if that's where my fascination with catching came from. Because John Candy in the movie Brewster's Million oh, yeah. is freaking awesome, right? And he talks right. shit the whole time. All catchers. That, that, I mean, in every every movie we've ever yeah. seen, you know, that's that's half their that's half their job is getting in their head. Yeah. Oh, so good. Now I'm gonna watch Brewster's Million. Fast forward many years later, uh, I was at a party. A friend of mine who was not athletic at all had a catcher's mitt, and I said, "Why do you have this?" He said, "I don't know. I found it." And I said, "Can I have it?" Because that's how I was at parties. I would drink, and if you let me have stuff, I would take it. And he said, "Yeah, <laughs> I like your shirt." Can, Can I, I have, have it? it? <laughs> hey, uh, you wearing a cup? Can I have it? <laughs> so, um, so I inherited this. I didn't inherit. I I stole with permission this catcher's mitt. And how old are you at this point? You awkwardly asked a kid if you could have something that he owned, and yeah. he was like, "Uh, yeah, I guess." <laughs> yeah, I have no problem. His name's John Kabbalah. I have no problem saying that. Like we were at a party, and Steve, to answer your question, I was twenty. Seven or eight? Oh. Can I, can I have your left shoe? And I, so I stole this catcher's mitt, and then I was like, well, if I have a mitt, let me get, and it was before that, let me get the helmet, let me get the pad. So I had a catcher's outfit. So you went around the party and just asked what people had? Yeah, who's got what? Wait a second. So you went out and purchased this stuff? Not the mitt. With yeah. No plans to play any kind of baseball? Well, so Julie's brother 
is a pitcher and or was a pitcher and he was like a good pitcher he was a pitcher at penn state he pitched i've seen him pitch at the vet before they tore it down and you're like this will impress him when i should no, I would have catches with him and he yes. threw like 90 That's miles me. an hour and I was like, I'm not going to have catches with him anymore like this. So I started wearing the outfit, but I was, uh, I, dude, I'm not kidding. I, yes, Jesse, I would wear a cup if you're going to ask that. Who's? <laughs> I would. Cup. Mine. I have it upstairs still. Okay. I want to so, see it. I, 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 after the, I will hold it up. I do not want to see it. <laughs> so at Julie and my rehearsal dinner, I said to all of my groomsmen, hey, have you ever caught a knuckleball before? Because Julie's brother, Kevin, throws a knuckleball. And if you've oh, wow. ever seen one, Art. it is unnatural. There's nothing about it. And it's, again, the whole Dan Ford thing where you don't know where it's going to go. You don't know where a knuckleball is going to go. So the ball just kind of floats in and it's hypnotizing because the, the, you can see the thread Seems. or the seams and they don't move, they don't move. They move a little bit with the air as they come in. Yeah. Uh, a whole bunch of different people caught. I think they wore my mask and helmet, my catcher's mitt, and they caught knuckleballs at my Crash point. Davis can hit it. Yes. Yes. That's uh, Bull Durham, right? Yes. Yeah. That's Kevin Costner's character. So. Let's come back to years later. We're at a 4th of July party. Also Julie's family. Julie's cousin, her husband, Drew, has a potato cannon. We just came full circle. I was wondering why you brought that up in the beginning, but now we're finding out. I thought it was next week and we were just we were just talking about baseball now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, I, I just was wondering if you guys had ever heard of it. It was a research project. My mind is starting to put together how these two thoughts go together and I, I'm terrified to hear yeah, the rest I of I am too, I am too. <laughs> uh, up until this point, I thought you were wasting my fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> that was the point. You're supposed to think that. So Julie's cousin, Marie, her husband, Drew, who is a dear friend of mine, especially now, <laughs> has a potato, a potato cannon. And what he would do is, uh, somebody had said he used aerosol and he would fill, it was basically like this little chamber and he would right. fill it, and he had a, um, a taser that's inside, and that's the spark that would light and push the potato out. Hang on. Yeah. So, right. Yep. He he retrofitted a taser yes. inside the like the the inside the barrel. Yes. Yeah. He he like drilled holes and like oh, inserted. Yeah. The, yeah he wow. is. Does he also catch um, catfish with his bare hands? I wouldn't be surprised, but he's a huge animal lover. He did build his chicken coop and he has chickens, but I, I'm telling you, he's a lot like you, Jadico. He built his own guitar. Like he's one of those guys that just like doesn't like to buy stuff. He just no. Builds. Yeah. He likes he he likes to kind of like percolate, let something percolate, and then he'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna. And so he did. He built. He looked it up, and he was like, "I can make a potato cannon." So and, and then what would what would he use it for? What would he hit? What would he shoot it at? Generally, like a mortar, you just shoot it in the air. It's fun at a party. It's like, wow, I can barely see it. You see how far it goes. Yeah, potato cannon. Yeah. Shooting Irish. Yeah. And then just wait. Uh, and then yeah, just, that. Yeah. And then just wait for the sirens. What is it? Uh, steel? Oh yeah, it has. Because if it's like PVC or anything like that, you'd just blow a. It would just 
you know, below right apart. Can't handle the, the, the explosion. It wouldn't be safe if it was PVC. Yes, that's what <laughs> right. we're all about is safety. That's Well, I'm curious, actually, is it steel or is it iron? It's like an iron pipe. What color is it? It's black, but it may have also, he may have spray painted it black too. Oh, okay. It might have burned in several fires. I could find out. It, w- it would be good to know because did he learn that PVC couldn't handle it the hard way? Uh, there probably wasn't PVC around then, right? Was there? Yeah. What year do you think this is? This is like- You were 28, so 19. 19- no, and they used to have, before PVC, they had another kind of plastic type of yeah. stuff as well. All this talking about guns though is reminding me of episode number one. Yeah, I use I use different material. Different material. use cardboard if I remember correctly. Uh, applicators. <laughs> my my oh. material is more organic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where does he pull it out? You said he just pulls it out. Like, he had a he shed. He had behind a, a couch. Shed. Yeah, and he, I actually think he must have already had the plan to to. Or did, it did he have it on a rack over the mantle? Perhaps. Perhaps. You know, if if a gun's that accessible, then in like in, in a family spat or something you know what i mean like that's you have a gun in the house okay but that's exactly like those are the types of guns if you're gonna have guns in a society those are the ones you should have because it's like it is like the civil war where you're like you know pouring your stuff at your you gotta grow the potato and then you (laughs) yeah 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 get out there water it you know any any animosity you got built up over the growth of the potato, you're going to forget what the problem was. Yeah. You're going to hold on to that. Hatfields and McCoy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, he had a bag of potatoes, but it definitely took a good, like, 10 minutes to prep the gu- the tube every time before he launched a potato. Do you prep the, do you prep the potato? Do you have to peel it? You can, although <laughs> it'll do it itself. Like, it, it really will. It's when it shoots out... Uh, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Okay. So, yeah. so, so you don't have to blanch the potato. No, no, it doesn't have to be cooked. Although uh, I can say this: that what ends up happening is when you shoot them, it's at such a high velocity they break up. Obviously, so you mm-hmm. can you you can't freeze them because it's basically a rock at that point. But you can refrigerate them so that they're at least going to hold together a little bit more. I'm not. If somebody's doing this stuff, I highly, highly discourage you from doing that just let it even though you even though you just gave them a blueprint this is basically an instructional podcast yeah this is yeah this is not uh the anarchist cookbook i'm not telling you how to do it you go find out on your own that's it i was trying i was trying my rolodex was rolling and i was coming up blank the anarchist cookbook i have it ian let's some night let's go through it and build some stuff (laughs) so drew pulls out the potato cannon and says, Hey, let's light this off. It's really that, cool. That's what I'm wondering. Did he say, let's do the potato cannon. I'll need 12 to 15 minutes to put it together. No, he never said that. And then once he did it the first time, it was like, Holy shit, this takes forever. Cause again, every time he's filling it with, uh, whatever like the aerosol butane, was. Butane, like butane. Yeah. I might've been butane. But it was, yeah, but was it in like a, a can, like a, like a spray paint can? Yes. Yeah, I'm thinking it's more like something like brake cleaner, uh, mm-hmm. or something automotive. Yeah, uh, or you know something that's like real high, and, uh, you know, um, that is flammable, flammable. Dangerous. Uh, it's quality. a metal tube with a taser and some highly, highly flammable stuff. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? Nothing. The potato, I think, is the least to worry about in that whole thing. But it's 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 actually in a it's like covered. So it's got its like almost own compartment. Especially the butter and cheese. 
Because you gotta put butter and cheese if it's a potato. <laughs> yeah. Some broccoli, but only if there's yeah. cheese on it. <laughs> a little bacon, <laughs> some chives, <laughs> the bar. You gotta fill the whole thing with sour cream. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So the first shot shoots up in the air, breaks into pieces, but still the core of the potato. So like the the um, the skin just rips right off of it, but right. the core of the potato lands, and it lands with like a pretty good thud so at that point satisfying like, right it very pretty satisfying much, yes hey yeah. is it is it like jammed in the ground or does he have like some no he holds, it. he holds it he holds it yeah like yeah that's he, awesome it's he's got the bottom of it on the ground so he's right. not holding it like you know he's not uh you know uh like schwarzenegger with the uh, m50 predator yeah. so the fact that you're holding on to it and it's going there's no combustion happening inside of it it's just like yeah you know all yeah, that you, power you, and you feel it shake yeah. Right. Oh, and it's loud, right? Isn't it super loud? No, it's not. It's absolutely oh. not. Mm -mm. Interesting. He's got a silencer on it. It's it <laughs> basically does like a foof is the sound, which is basically the potato running through. Well, you hear when he hits the 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 trigger. Basically, you right. hear the um, taser go. So you hear the tick, 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 and then it ignites, but you don't hear that because the potato ripping through the cannon just goes foof. And then it shoots in the air, and that's the end of the sound until the potato hits the ground and then makes a thud. Got it. So after he did this, I was like, oh, you know what? I have my catcher's equipment. Let's shoot one up in the air. I want to catch it. <laughs> oh, my brain was thinking you were going to stand like 20 feet in front of it, that's and he was going to shoot it at you. Guys, yeah. I assure you the story is not over yet. I thought, <laughs> I, thought, I thought either he was going to get it because he was nervous, he wanted yeah. to protect himself, <laughs> or or he was going to try to catch it, you know, like a pop-up. Well, that's, that's what he said. Yeah. Better than a pop-up. This is a fungo he's going to get. You have this, you drive around with this equipment. And it was in my trunk. Yeah, it's in my trunk. Is so. it in a duffel bag? <laughs> just in case. No, it's, uh, no, it just rolls around. I think I had like a crate that I would keep stuff in. You didn't have your like, coach, coach's bag with an old sh yeah, sh right. liquor. Uh, so I put my he's, he's got a whole bunch of costumes back there in case he just he's got a doctor's costume he's got a pizza you never know you costume. never know what you're gonna need to do <laughs> yes. at this point were you heavy into auditioning <laughs> he showed no, up no in character. he liked Halloween cosplay yeah. yeah I was a jock I, I like I was a, I was a jock wannabe but uh nobody I was on no sports Thank teams you. anymore thank you yeah. that's, that's an important distinction yeah I was not a jock I was a jock wannabe so I put the equipment on he shoots it in the air and there's like, this is a party. So like even the people who aren't interested, now you have two uh, arguable adults that are doing this and people start to watch this. So I'm nervous too. Cause I'm like, if I drop this, it's going to just be embarrassing as hell. Now, How did you sell this? You're like, wait a second. I have my catcher's gear. Yeah. I'm going to go get it and then we'll figure it out. Yeah, basically. Well, it's going to take him 12 minutes to load it. So. Right. And we're drinking. I forgot. And I don't know that I need to tell of you this. Part. We're drinking a lot. Of course you are. Yeah. That's a thing. But it's also, you put on the mask and the helmet and the chest pad and the yep. legs just because you wanted to catch it. All you needed was the glove. Really, it was the theatrics. Right? The mask. It was the theatrics. There's yeah. a lot of theatrics. You got to have the mask. You got to rip the mask off. Jenico, he wanted everybody at the party to say, oh, sweet, there's a catcher here. <laughs> 
Dude, that's like putting on a full scuba outfit to like go bobbing for apples. You know, like like you want to. You don't really need all. The... If you're gonna do it, don't fuck around. Just do it. Okay. So I did. I had the whole outfit on. Everybody's watching at this point. Drew shoots it up in the air, goes up in the air, comes down. I catch it. Awesome. Great. Nice. One out. One out. Yep. One out. And can I ask about how high up in the air do you think it went? Like 100 yards, 50 yards? So, yeah. Don't make, don't make this a goddamn fish story. He's asking specifics. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that question. Two houses high? It was... it. It gets to a point when it goes up that you almost lose sight of it because it okay. is a little potato. That's pretty far. But, but the catcher doesn't lose sight of it. Most humans would lose sight of it, not a catcher. I know. Well, then I'm just like most humans because I did lose sight and then I immediately picked it up because for a minute you think, did it all break up? And then you see it and I'm like, okay. And it, it's about the size of almost a golf ball. Were all your friends pointing and going, there it is, there it is, there it is. And there's one dick friend over here. I got it. I got it. No, my friend being my wife and my in-laws were all down by the pool like, this fucking asshole. Yeah, after you you feel it cleanly, do you whip it around the horn? Like point at everybody? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, there was a guy on first, Steve. And uh, he was taking a little bit of a lead. Julie's parents are like, Julie, your first husband isn't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jesse, I wish that was the end of the story because that would have been the best I'll say button. Again. Yeah, but at some point, somebody probably Drew says, "Hey, you know what we should do? You've got the catcher's equipment. Why don't I shoot it at you and you can catch it?" And I go, hmm, "I don't know if this is a good idea." Drew's wife is a nurse, and she's like, "This is a terrible fucking idea." But Drew is very convincing. But meanwhile, Drew's already walking off 60 feet. Yeah, without it. <laughs> yeah. He's already working it because it takes through feet, seven minutes. Seven. Yeah. And also, I'm calculating right now that if you <laughs> think you lost sight of it. Oh, yeah. Then it probably was higher than a baseball goes. Yeah. Right? Think about it, right? Because baseballs, they don't tend to lose sight of a baseball when it goes up in the air, even if it's at very high. Yeah. And baseballs come off the bat, exit velocity is like 120 miles, 130 miles an hour. Baseball, while it's traveling, keeps its shape. Yes. That that as well. Now I also have all of that memory of Dan Ford because I don't think the ball he was throwing kept its shape. It moved. And so I'm feeling like this is redemption, guys. This is a redemption for an 11-year-old who's now in like a 30-year-old body. Are you wearing glasses at this time, Kev? Oh, I, yeah, always. I've been wearing glasses since I was inside in seventh mask? grade. Oh, yeah, I do inside, inside the mask. mask. The mask. Were, you, were you able to move to the edge of a cornfield? Well, he's got a big yard, but not that big. I do believe that in my wisdom, wherever he set up at, I was like, I think you should go I'm back. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. What in little your, wisdom it, I had, I meant, Ian. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So I do want to point this out. And again, he made this. So this is not like, I looked up today, potato guns, they're capable of firing projectiles 500 yards, Dave. So there's that. Or even further or farther. So 500 yards is much harder and faster than you hit a baseball. Yeah. Because baseballs go, what, 450, 500 feet tops? This is three times as far. Well, it's longer than 60 feet, six inches. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I we I don't know that we counted off the sixty feet six inches. We may have, but there was also this that I found that a Colorado study found that a potato gun has the potential to fire at one hundred and thirty eight meters per second. Oh, I'm not. I don't know the metric system, guys. I'm an American. Well, that's that's like a yard and so that's like three times the velocity of a baseball coming off a bat i have it it's 310 miles an hour yeah, yep and and what's the speed of sound i don't know but i did not hear this fucking thing coming at me 560 miles an hour okay are you a ghost have you been a ghost this whole time <laughs> that's, the I am... that's the twist yeah there's no way he hit him though. That's how accurate is this thing, you know? Did you get inoculated twice? And then it it disintegrates to just me talking to myself in my basement. Yes. <laughs> Not the whole thing is a yeah, we've all been it's inception. You've been incepted. <laughs> yeah, Ian died with the spray paint can. Dave <laughs> poked his eye out in Homek. No, I died in my apartment. Jesse, your apartment. Jesse, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesse died in the outfield showing off for a girl. No, Jesse died in. Jesse's in frozen the, under a lake. Yeah, she froze to death <laughs> multiple times in or a. She fell in the house. The house where the uh, the tape measure was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesse, no, Jesse was the first one to die. I've died a million times. <laughs> I did not die. I neither died that day, nor caught this potato, but it did hit me. It hit me in the leg. To this day, I have a welt in my leg where it hit me. Need to see it. I, Kevin, I, it, Kevin how, far, how far away from it were you? I would say like probably like a yard in the sense that he ha it was his yard. I went to one end of the yard. He was at the other end. So I don't yeah, know. Like 40 yards away maybe. Were you standing or squatting? Uh, I, I did a kind of a Lance Parrish crouch. Not quite a... Did you, did you assume the position? No, I didn't get I didn't get down in like full Johnny Bench. I was like, see, that would have saved you because then you're at least padded up. If it had hit me in the chest, I probably would have been fine. No, you wouldn't have. You don't think so? No, if it hit you in the chest, your no. heart would have stopped. Yes, it, and, it, because yeah. dude, it was if it was yeah. traveling three hundred miles an hour. I don't know that this. I honestly, because I did see it and I did see it move. So, and I don't think I would have been able to. Kevin, see you it. have a welt in your thigh because it hit your carotid artery. In your thigh, nice and, and yeah. you have a potato-sized cyst. Yeah. How did you ever father a child? Because it hit my thigh. Yeah. <laughs> the cup. I still had the cup from. <laughs> that part was fine, but it didn't miss by a whole lot. Where it could have been a totally different story. I'm impressed he hit you. Yeah. yeah. That's that's pretty cool that he was able to make it accurate enough that he was able to hit you. Yeah, he, he had at that distance. Point. Yeah. He had control. I think it was yeah. a ball, though. In fairness, I think it was a little outside the strike zone. Kev, did you have the you had the you had the mid up and everything? Like, oh yeah, gonna... yeah, but he wasn't squatting. The squatting is means you're padded up. Your whole front facing the projectile is padded up. His mitt stayed in the same place when the potato hit him at three hundred and ten miles an hour. On the Again, I am not saying it was going that fast. I'm just saying that's what this Colorado report says. So let's say 290. Did, did, did you also stay stay in that position for the next 7 to 18 minutes? Dude, I, I don't fall down. I did. I fell over to the side. Was it pain? How painful was it? It hurt, man. It hurt like crazy. And I think Julie drove us home that night because I was like, but again, 
there was alcohol. They have a pool, so I immediately was like, I probably if I go in the pool, that'll help. Sure. Uh, I know we iced it immediately, pool, and then pond. I pond's good for you. <laughs> yeah. Did it get black and blue? It was red. It was never black and blue. Not like black and blue. Now, has every doc has every doctor's visit your physical from this point forward? They, they they're checking your body and they're like, "What the fuck is that?" Not it's. I can still feel it, which is crazy. That's my potato hole. Yeah. yeah. Were you in the pool in your catcher's gear? <laughs> <laughs>